0: No purchase is necessary. Boywe's prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Log Talk Radio.
2: Forever we've been tearing up When will our face dry? We living in some terrible times Surrounded by these fake And nobody hearing us No matter how loud we cry They won't hesitate to lay us down Even in the daytime I see my people cursed, only y'all can lift it Suffering from a broken spirit, only I can fix it Paint the picture vivid, yeah, I must admit it. Deuteronomy 28, when will your people get it? Forgot your commandments, now our foes commanding us. Trying to put some fear in us, cause they the ones who scared of us. They even shoot us down when our hands is up. Everything but these curses down to abandon us. I remember working in blizzards without a coat. I remember my sister whipping my wife broke. I remember being forced to serve an idol. When I prayed, I saw my foe's face when my eyes closed. I remember plotting, planning on my great escape I remember when I slept hoping I'd never wake But make no mistake, I was picking up a rake before the day break Oh yeah, I remember I even remember watching my son die But my routine stayed the same soon as the sun-
3: now tuned in to Culture Freedom
0: Radio right here on com where we keep it raw and uncut and most definitely we are here to liberate the minds of the people.
4: Culture Freedom Radio, yes it is. The home of conscious Talk Radio and much, much more. Come check us out right here on com. Culture Freedom Radio. Be in the house, in the house, in the house.
3: Oh, um. Oh, most definitely, almost oh, definitely, we have you in the house with us one more time. We got you right back up in this house. Yes, sir. January the 4th, man, of 2024. Y'all, hey, we've made it, we've made it, we've made it, we've made it through. And they say a new year. Oh, we made it through a new year. Oh, man, it's a blessing, y'all. I'm telling you the blessing. Yes, sir. in Justice, Brother Justice, we came on, on what they call New Year's Eve, and we did our end of the year show and close out the end of 2023. Now, hey, man, it's a blessing. We made it through 2024. And we're going to we pray and hope that everything goes well through this year, and we're going to make it a uh you know th- through the best of our ability to do our best to make it a dynamic year on this year that's not a resolution y'all i mean i don't make new year's resolution i don't do that but we just try to say we're trying to put that positivity out in the airways and out there. Hey, we thank you all one more time for tuning in right here to Culture Freedom Radio Network. You're almost definitely in his house. Tonight, the show is all, uh, will be hosted by, you all know your brother, that is myself, brother. Well, I can't even go start with myself. It's not proper. But we got Brother Justice in the house tonight. We're hosted by Brother Justice in the house tonight. Yes, sir, Brother Justice. And now, my turn, Brother Mori Arya Israel. Yes, sir. Also known to you as Brother Sunray Nine. Same person, same person. Yes, sir. And we got a great show lined up for you tonight, a great topic lined up for you tonight. Has black leaders became a disappointment to the black communities? Uh oh. Yes indeed. Yeah. That's what we asked, y'all. That's what we asked. I didn't put the period a question mark in there. I will do that. Has y'all check it out? Has the has black leadership or black leaders, these so called black leaders how they became a disappointment to the black communities or black America. Mm, mm, mm. We want to talk about this tonight, brothers and sisters. And I did have a few questions. And I said, Have some people, some of our people lost faith in black leadership. Have we? Have some of our people lost faith in black leadership? Do it seem like some black leaders are working to improve their lives instead of uh, – and help improving and bettering the lives of the black community or some of their politicians and things, their constituents, who they claim to represent? Hmm? We out, yes, sir. These things on the table tonight, my brothers and sisters. And that number for tonight, as always, you can call in whenever we're live right here. Uh, you can call in at three four. Now, excuse me, y'all. Three one nine five two seven six zero six eight. One more time, that call in number is three one nine five two seven six zero six eight. And we want to have that discussion with y'all tonight. Yes, sir. Right here on Culture Freedom Radio Network. And just one more thing. Well, two things. Uh, Y'all can also uh, follow us right there on, you know, different social media outlets such as, well, it's X now. We're formerly known as Twitter. You can also find us right there, Culture Freedom Radio Network. And also on the gram, uh, Instagram. Uh, Yes, sir. Find us right there again at Culture Freedom Radio Network on Instagram. So yes, sir, brothers and sisters. And don't forget, you want to follow the uh, the Liberation Tabernacle of Yah, where I host, and I do my Tanakh only uh, classes. And I might go into some, as they call the New Testament, I go in and I break down things on there. So I just have discussions on certain things and ask questions to provoke thought. So you want to check it out right there on YouTube. There's Liberation Tabernacle of Yah liberation tabernacle of Yah. but they say let's get our brother justice in the house man let's get him in the house let's get him out that cold uh, and bring him on in this warm house right here for culture Freedom radio Bedwork. peace to you brother justice how you doing brother how are you doing on this magnificent night
4: i'm doing fine thank you very much for the invitation and to bringing me in out the cold because yeah this is a warm house over here at culture freedom radio where i seem to get the type of respect that I think I deserve. So I appreciate, you know, the type of, you know, respect you give me as uh, we do our thing here over here. And, uh, yeah, Happy New Year to everybody 2024. Yeah, so this is that year we're going to shift, and we're going to do things different than last year. And we're going to try to come back to who we are, as to have the love for ourselves and each other, so as we see each other somewhere, you don't know they're they're a stranger, but you can still be kind to the person and just acknowledge them and be kind about it and that'll be something to open up your own heart and realize that you can be expression you know expressive towards your fellow man without having a disdain towards them by knocking that out the way all of, you know, automatically just be kind and just uh try to be, you know, a type of free bird in a, in a sense where, you know, people radiate off of the kindness that you're trying to offer into the world. It'll rub off. As you express that, easily usually rub off on somebody else, and then they would be like, wow, you know, I want to do that, what I see this guy doing, and then other people will do something after they see that person do it, and then the next person will do it off based off of the next person. So you got to put out in the world what you want to see for it to exist. So this is what I want to see, and so I don't know. I like the topic that we're going to be dealing with tonight um the questions at hand and the state of our situation as we face black leadership that sometimes seem to let us down or we may be losing faith in. So I like the first question you pose, you know, have black leaders become a disappointment in black America? Now, that's Mm -hmm. just the first question. And so, uh, you know, based on the way I voted the last time, that would show me, at least in my own mindset of how I voted, which would say that I voted that I was disappointed with the leadership that we have in our city on the city council and the city council members that make up the majority of democrats and then there's about three republicans and so i came into the voting booth this time ready to clean house because i was disappointed for months and months, because of things that hadn't gotten done, or people did things that I was opposed to, or came up with new bills and stuff they were passing every week. That it was just like we just taxing the hell out of our own city. We taxing our own people. We put more tax on top of tax, and we the poorest black city. That's you know we get a title like that too. Poorest, rich, poorest uh, black city. You know. And so we pay the most for everything here. And they just keep voting for us to do it. You go to the grocery store, everything is super high. You go to the grocery store out in the suburbs, that the tax ain't there, and then the prices are cheaper. Mm-hmm. Same thing when you go get some gas. You go in the neighborhood, it's real high. It's like they charge what they want. You go out a little bit out the suburbs, it's much cheaper. You're like, wow, this is like, okay. This is at least you know reasonable enough, but it seems like we gotta pay the most and these people here have taken these seats a long time ago before it was white people on the city council I mean before there was black people even on the city council, people were saying like okay, if we get on city council and then we can make changes and create things, and it'll be better if black people was to get on there and everything so. Mm-hmm. next thing you know years go by the majority of the city council and the mayor and everything is black and then we still suffer in all kinds of things and they still want to tax us more and take away stuff and not do things that make sense so if anybody's paying attention or if you've been voting for any period of time then you would feel probably how I feel, which is disappointed with the black leadership in my city at least. Because, like I said, I came in there to clean house. I voted on the other side of the line this time when I never voted that way before, just to clean house, which didn't make me win or anything, but it was still sending a message because this is a democratic city. And they vote for you because you – are black or because you are a democrat so it's either one or the other it's not like it's an even playing field when it comes to bipartisanship it's majority democrats mm-hmm. so when i went in and voted i voted um for these same people the last time i voted for i voted for all of these same people this time I voted for the different people I could find. anybody, anybody I didn't care if they was Republican, a Democrat, Independent. I was trying to clean house because I was disappointed in these people I put in office a few times before this. And so I'm like, okay, I, I want to see some change. I want different faces, new people come in place, and just whatever it is. I don't care about color. I'm just going to see if we can do something different, that we can get some different people to do, you know, think about different marginal lines that don't get looked at when you only looking at it from a democratic point of view. So we had the race here and it boiled down to this Asian Republican guy and the black female lady. Who's a Democrat. Okay. She was on city council. She resigned from city council to run for mayor. The guy, David, Oh, he was on city council. He resigned as a Republican to run for mayor Hmm. and David O, the Republican, he had a lot of good ideas. He had a lot of things he was going to try to get done as far as the opioid crisis that we have here under Kensington, where there's an open air opioid crisis where there's drug dealers with needles just passing them out or they buying them off of them and they just sticking their arms and legs and necks and anywhere these people could find a vein, they put that needle in their body and they get high off of this fentanyl or this heroin and all this. And it's just it's just, it's just outrageous up under that L and all in Kensington, all around on on the streets and under these bridges. They got tents everywhere set up all from away from where they used to allow them to just camp out up underneath the bridge. And then they cleared that out. And uh, so the people went to the neighborhoods and wherever they can, Go somewhere and put tents up. They found a little whole, whole little area where it's about 20 or 30 tents lined up across, going down this one street where there's no homes at. It's like an old uh, abandoned warehouse in front of it, and on the other side of it is where there's some stretch of street where they've set up tents there, and they've even written the people who are living over there in the tents, and most of them are most of them are addicts, if not all of them. They've wrote, uh, written some signs, and they kind of have their little area cleaned up. It's not even terrible in a sense where in other areas you will see just trash and needles and garbage and, and, and you know, just everything, all kinds of just degrading stuff all over the street. Well, these people they have a little community for themselves, maybe 20 or 30 people, and they got these tents, and they just kind of keep it clean over there, and they just do what they do, and they all come back to their little tents, and they just kind of look after each other over there. That's what I noticed. And so this other candidate, the mayor, who who beat this Republican guy and had her inauguration the other day, her uh, her way of doing things seems to be she's going to give everybody else the task to do, and she's just going to sit back and just watch everybody go to work. That's the way it looked to me. She's not really claiming she's going to do anything. She's illustrating out or giving out different positions of people to go do different things, little task force here and there and different stuff. But to me, I still can't see – a big vision of what she's going to really try to do. Meanwhile, the first person I voted for in the primary, he was a white dude who happened to be a a billionaire or he was rich, whatever, and he had all kinds of even better ideas than the Republican dude, David O and Sherelle Parker for sure about how he was going to try to improve upon the city. And I voted for him in the primary because he had the best commercials. He had people from all races in the commercials participate in. And when people would say things about him and say, this guy's a nice guy and, you know, he really cares about the city. And he's, he's he wants to do different things that, you know, need to be done. And no one else is talking about it. And the, the um, one time – after he was saying other things about what he was saying now he wanted to do. And he said, he wants to repair all these uh, streets that are all beat up and got holes and potholes and just bumpy and lumpy everywhere. He, he had a commercial where he came on and he was riding in the car and they had the car shaking and he was dodging potholes in the street. And, I was like, wow, man, this guy really does understand. He gets it because this is what I deal with every day. I'm dodging these potholes to save my shocks and my struts and my brakes and my tires because it's just it's, it's ridiculous how they they don't fix the streets right. But he said, I'm going to fix all the streets, and he's going to do all this. He's going to get rid of the drugs and the problems and all this stuff. He was saying all this stuff, but he ain't even went. They voted for this lady, right, in the primary. They they voted for the lady, but they were voting for different people. It was a white lady, too, who got a pretty good, decent amount of votes. It was an Asian lady who got some good votes, too. But the black lady ended up getting the majority of the votes in the primary, and she won to be the Democrat choice. And then the Republican fella faced her in November. And because this is a Democratic city, People didn't vote because, okay, she said she's going to do this or that. She didn't say what she was going to do. But the dude, he was saying, well, he was going to do this. He was going to straighten this up. He was going to do this. He was going to help these people. He was going to help everybody. And nobody even cared. But you know what? The Asian fella ran defeated. He didn't run trying to win. He ran like he already lost. He didn't even put out no campaign. He didn't even go around trying to win or trying to give votes. He didn't even think he was going. He didn't even think he had a chance, but he really did if he would have tried. He didn't even try. That's why he ain't win. He could have won in this city with these bonehead people who always pick the same person. All he had to do was appeal to them the right way. And he could have got their vote, but he ain't even really tried. And I voted for him just because I wasn't going to vote for her. I'm like I vote for him before I vote for her, and I voted for him. But they, you know, like I said, these people here, she ain't even say she, she ain't say she's gonna do anything except for when after she got in, she said, well, we're gonna do some kind of form of stopping and This is everybody's like, what? Why do you even say that in the first place? We probably never would have voted for you, but now you talking stopping frisk already. The last mayor, who happened to be white, he ran to end Stop and Frisk that the black mayor put in before he got there. And he said, I'm going to stop the Stop the Frisk. And he kind of stopped it or whatever. Nobody said much about it later, except maybe a couple times. Though, you know, he's still doing that, but, you know, it, it didn't get out of control or whatever. So she come in talking about, oh, we're going to do this Stop and Frisk type thing. And people throwing up a red flag already like, hey, hold on. Flag on the play. 15-yard penalty. Like, what is you talking about? You can't (laughs) come in here talking about a stop. They already said that's unconstitutional. They already said when they stopped the first people, they wasn't finding nothing like that. You got to figure out a different way. So she's trying to listen to different people and everything. She, I don't even know if she thinks for herself but it seems like she just runs on emotion. And every time I've ever heard her speak, it's just been emotions. It's just been emotional. It hasn't been any concrete plan about what she's going to definitely do. Or I mean, she put out this thing, her what she, her plan, her first 100 days in office plan the other day. It's something, right? But I still, I got to look that over. And, and, and so, you know, like, to me, I, I I'm real skeptical of this lady, cause I she I never got no kind of vibe. I was I voted for a white dude, I voted for an Asian dude. I wasn't trying to vote for this lady cause she was black. I was trying to find out what she what she was gonna do, and I never heard her say what she was gonna do. I was like, I can't vote for her. She ain't said nothing to me. All right, these other guys resonated with me some kind of way, so why she can't resonate with me some kind of way? And first thing I did, I called this radio show. I said, this lady right here, she's not saying anything. I said, she's going to be a failure. She's going to be a disaster. They were like, oh, you calling the wrong show.
1: Mm
4: -mm. I was like, all right, fine. They got rid of me real quick. (laughs) So so then you got... have some people lost faith in black leadership. Now, based on what's been happening with the migrants and these people entering in the country all heavily in the last year, all these hundreds of thousands of people that have been coming from over the border over here, and then the... uh, governor down there in Texas keeps sending them to New York or Chicago. He sent some to Trenton yesterday, Trenton, New Jersey, that is. And Trenton, New Jersey rejected them (laughs) and put them on the train straight to New York City. They said, look, we don't have no room for no kind of people like this up here in Trenton. We don't have no funds set aside. We don't have no housing. We don't have nothing. They put their behinds right on the train to New York City and let that Eric Adams deal with it, okay? They wasn't playing with that one right there. You ain't bringing them to no New Jersey. You were bringing them to New York all day. New Jersey ain't playing. They ain't even brought nothing to Philly that I could find. Like, this supposed to be a sanctuary city. Now, I haven't seen any, not anything that set off an alarm here to me that is something out of place. Like I say, so I, I don't see the migrants here. Okay, but if I call my cousin in New York City, he tells me all the time about what's going on. He's just ridiculous. They got these migrants living in some fancy hotels downtown. And then they come outside and they try to hustle on the street with little stuff they might have or found or stole, and they trying to sell little stuff on the street just to have a little money. But then they say they giving the migrants hundreds of dollars a month for food, like on a food cart and giving them free, stay at this fancy hotel for over a year and then they stay in other parts of the city and then uh they causing the tourists that normally would travel through where people's stores are where these migrants are all around now distracting or causing people to not want to shop that is is making the business of the small mom and pop and the vendors that have them, they'd be vending out there on the street that they say that their sales have been way down since all these migrants came around and they're not making the money they need to make. So the thing in Chicago is off the hook because they are accepting the migrants and they've accepted up to 30,000 of them. And they're saying that, that they are this sanctuary city that they have to look out for migrants and they set aside, well, the mayor there, he's he just said, uh, this mayor Brandon Johnson, he was just talking earlier, and he said how he set aside some millions of dollars, a million and a half, or something for migrants, but he's hoping that Congress is going to kick it in or bring in more funding to help the crisis for the migrants to have them be able to have food or be able to stay a certain place, <laughs> and that he's he's saying that Congress it is their job to to fund. When it's a situation where migrants have to come to America, and then Congress have to enact uh, enough funding and stuff, where they when they pass the thing in the Congress, he said, because they did that for Ukraine. He said it's, 30, it's over thirty thousand Ukrainians here in Chicago, and don't know why know where they are. He said, but they're here. He said, but Congress passed something to give them funding so they could have somewhere to live and all like that. So they all dispersed all over. Nobody knows who's who. He said um, there were some places that took some of those Ukrainians in that – you know, offer these type of things for people that was migrants. He said some of those Ukrainians had family over here in Illinois or in the Chicago area or in Chicago. They had some family, and some of them had churches that was tied up with Ukraine that the churches helped them to get back on their feet and whatnot. And so they had the connection that was able to give them the way, you know, to to survive and to move and transition over here. He said, but Congress needs to do the same thing. He was talking about all the migrants. He was like, not just the ones that's coming from Brazil or Venezuela and that. He was like, even the ones from Cuba or Jamaica or coming from Africa, he was like, we got to treat everybody equally. We don't just kick people out. We're not supposed to kick people out um because they from a country or this country or that if they migrants and they need some shelter we sp- if we can help them we help them so that's the way it's supposed to be he was like all oh, this because they african or they from cuba and you, you treating them a different way well you know they still people and you're supposed to treat everybody the same if you're gonna do it and i agree with him on that i sound about right and he had made a comparison to himself And the founder of Chicago, that they had the same kind of understanding of a story of how they are or how they got where they are. So the founder of Chicago, Illinois, uh, let me see if I can remember his name real quick. Uh, Let's see. It's, It's a French name. Uh, so anyway, his name was Sabal. something Dusabal, yeah. And so his story is that he was a Haitian dude who was the founder of Chicago. And he came to Chicago, and he married a native Padawanan, uh, a Native American woman. And then so they had their union like that, and that's where it kind of started. So this mayor here he's saying the same kind of thing he said well i'm like the dude you know deuce about and that he's the black dude and uh, he's like haitian too and that his wife is like this native black american indian woman uh just like what he had so he's like a black family we got black kids you know he said most of his administration is black and everybody he was talking about in different Parts of his administration He's the person that hold the money black the person who signed these books right here is black person Everybody's doing something. You got a whole lot of black people in it. And he's like not that You know, I'm putting color and stuff over stuff But he's saying it's still part of like, okay, we got to have an even playing field in our city so like we should reflect like our population numbers, you know in the administration so he's saying, so he's trying to even it up like that. And so he's probably, see, I, I like how he talks. And so it seemed like. You
3: talking about Brandon Johnson? The,
4: the man, yeah, Brandon Johnson. I mean, like, uh, the thing about it is he, he damned if he do, he damned if he don't. So he sound <laughs> real, he sound like he have a lot of love for black people, but he still. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, I mean, if you, I just listened to him for like an hour and a half. He was on the station just uh, right after we came on, so I was listening to him. And then some of the people was calling in. and was saying, you know, he he say this, but he don't he he don't do everything he say. So yeah, yeah. He, he won't, in certain issues he won't even really acknowledge. He won't touch. So he kind of he kind of bull minded. You know, he he stuck on one thing. Yeah, he, but he I, I kind of like shoot. you know I kind of like him and I kind of don't so I don't
3: know I'm in the middle yeah. still. He's a George Soros puppet. <laughs> he's a, he's he's one of them. I'm glad you mentioned him because that's what I was going to say. And, and you know what? And that's where I kind of go into to. Oh, my thing. Okay, because we here in Memphis they just elected another black mayor here in this in this city. Um, shit, I forget his name now? Paul something, I forget the damn name I'm going to tell you, for me, bro I've got to the point Can I say I'm disappointed in them? Yeah, I can, I guess Because I don't really have no uh, Yeah, lost faith in them Yeah, all that Uh, I'm not enthused anymore when I hear It it used to be a time when I was like Yeah, you know, first black, somebody got a Here's the first black person who got this It was kind of like a, you know, yeah A hooray moment But now I'm like, man, oh, hell. It's like for me, it's it's, it's no enthusiasm anymore. It's no damn excitement for me no more. It's like shit business as usual almost um, for me now with this shit. I'm just when the black dude just got in it. Like shit, I'm like, oh hell, we probably this city really probably finna get screwed up. It was probably screwed up, but the white boy didn't give a shit, and this fool really finna take us, cause that's what it's seeming like now. It's like I remember it was elders used to say, sometimes they use black people as scapegoats, and that's what it's seeming to be. A lot of black people getting put in positions, and um, for the goats for the scapegoat thing, and a lot of them. You know they're going to do what they have to do. Well, they, they don't have to do it, but they're doing a lot of this shit because, uh, as they say, for their own justifiable means, their own to the fill their own pockets up. So it ain't like a lot of them they making them do this shit. You know, they just
1: they're going to do
3: what they're going to do. So for me, I don't I don't look at no black none of these black leaderships anymore as really going to work on the behalf of uplifting black people. Now you what you was talking about the immigration thing. And um, like even with him, the people who voted him in, Brandon Johnson, I got some of them to play with him to uh, a clip. Um, the people in Chicago are really pissed at him now and shit. Um, you look at uh, what's the guy, like you mentioned, the guy in New York City. Uh, you mentioned New York City, for a matter of fact. Uh, what's, the, what's the Eric Adams? I to say all of these people are, are, are nothing. They don't give a damn because the only thing they're looking for is to benefit – their own uh their own i don't know um family i I don't want to say family i want to put their family for their own benefit personal benefit now and a lot of them just damn puppets now for an agenda it's just to make it look like black folks are up on the rise and you know we getting a lot of black people a lot of black leaderships because we always just say man we need some black leadership we need some black representation now we got black leaderships and black representations everywhere and look at the conditions and look how black people are really uh and i can't we're not talking about oh, and now we got to say this for the record for coach of freedom we got to say this for the record now we, not, we know we know we're not talking about every black person in america but we you know we you know so we're not generalizing everybody but y'all all right so let's make this clear we know we can't speak about for everybody we just so we, we don't know what your household is like some of y'all are probably doing good and that's good but we just speak it in general how a lot of stuff is. Now, like I like said, 85%. Uh, but look at Eric Adams and all these places. And I'm glad you mentioned it just about these democratic cities and how a lot of these damn places are hell holes now. And I really can speak for Memphis, just goddamn straight out hell hole, danger zones, danger zones. But people are complaining about uh, places like in Eric, uh, where Eric Adams about the immigrants that's coming in and the violence and the crime. And see what they're doing too, bruh. When I listen to them, like Eric Adams and the guy Brandon Johnson, they keep playing the game. Um, As we look at it, it's like it should be Americans first. Nobody's saying, you know, that that we have, uh, I don't know, I'm not, harsh feelings for anybody who want to have a better way of life. But still, again, you have to put the American constituents first. People are already here. And going through things in America, it's like in 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 California. Uh, our brother, good brother V. Peace to you, brother V. Peace to you, my brother. Uh, he sent me something, and he was talking about. Let me put. Can I pull it up right fast? California, uh, with a little crazy ass Gavin Newsom out there in California. Man, I'm telling you, y'all, some of these, well, some of these cities, y'all got to get the hell out of some of these places. But anyway, California, here it is. California first becomes first state to offer health care insurance to all illegal migrants. Check it out, illegal migrants. Taxpayers will be forced to fork out three point one billion per year in medical care for extra for an extra seven hundred and and uh fifty thousand people. Notice this again. For illegal migrants, the taxpayers have to pay this. And this is what I'm tripping off for. Of that some of these taxpayers can't get any um, health care coverages. I got a Hispanic coworker of mine. He asked me about, it. he was like, man, you, you, you don't get, you don't get state insurance or nothing. And I'm like, hell no. I said, I tried to get it through the state with this so-called Obamacare I said, man, they would try to try to charge the hell out of me for it. And he said how he got it. Like he, when he first came in, he did come in illegal and you know, he was given insurance and, He's been having the same insurance for 20-some years. He don't pay a damn quarter. But here we go. We taxpayers, we going, busting our ass and scuffling and paying. They jump the goddamn fence to come in America. They get all the benefits like they trying to say in Washington, D.C. and so forth and places. They was talking about it. Uh, Letting let the, um, the immigrants vote. I mean, anyway, what they call not immigrants. Yeah, I'm going to just call it what they were saying, illegal immigrants. Yeah, let them vote. Right? But we got people here in America, because you catch a felony, they take, like me, they took your goddamn voters' rights away from us. But they come jump the goddamn fence and come right on in here. And they want to say they can go ahead and vote. Come on. See, this is the problem. And then, so what I say? What, what, what does that have to do with black leadership? Because you had, again, uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, he's, he's, he's passed on now. Uh, I, I want to say I always get Elijah Cummins and John Lewis mixed up. I think it was Elijah Cummins. It was in Baltimore. Remember, y'all, when he was up there screaming, hollering, kicking, crying, damn it, crying because talking about what was going on at the border with the children at the border when you had your constituents in Baltimore, the black children and people like that in Baltimore who was going through things needed financial aid and all of this but you talk about somebody at the goddamn border see this is what we talk about some of these goddamn black uh black politicians yeah i'm sick of they black asses i am sick of they black ass not just the politician these goddamn preachers as well i got to tell y'all a story a little bit but i want to but it's two things right here i'm seeing i'm telling you how they playing with black folks again lord have mercy they dangling y'all on a goddamn string here's uh i'm gonna play one clip about something New York City, I'm just looking at this with Brother Joseph was talking. This came out December the 19th. This is on Huffington Post, December the 19th of 2023. It says, New York, New York considers reparation for descendants of enslaved people. Playing that bullshit again on y'all. Excuse my language. Again. And notice what they're saying. They're saying, again, uh, the governor uh, only signed a bill that's creating a commission that will study that will study just how much the state of New York benefited from uh, slavery. That's all, y'all. That's all they're doing. It's not, it's, not, it's like, like were well, they considering reparation and people were hearing, oh, goddamn, we finna get us some check, y'all. We finna get us some reparations around here. It's only a commission, like they said, to see how much that the state of New York benefited from slavery. And it says to come up with uh recommendations of what reparations will look like. See they keep on playing black people on a fucking string with this reparation bullshit. And number one, they keep getting your vote. Come up with a commission. You already know what the hell how what slavery did and all of that. So what you just just cut the goddamn check. But I want to play this one right here since we t- said that. Here's something with Brendan Johnson. Brendan Johnson said about reparation. Check this out.
5: Mayor Brandon Johnson pushing for reparations in his city, he claims that's going to bring down crime. Listen to this.
0: I've added a a half a million dollars for restoration and reparations to address, again, the cycle of violence, which looks like school closings, closing of mental health facilities, of which I've invested in now.
5: So, Leo, the question begs, how would reparations help violence and
0: crime? I do want to be very clear. It will not. I used to be a history teacher. Last time I checked, Chicago was never a a slave city. I would be the first lawyer in Chicago to file a lawsuit. It is illegal. It is racist. It violates the 14th Amendment. It violates equal protection. This is nothing more than, again, pandering to black citizens when there is no correlation between reparations, slavery in Chicago, and violence. It's the reason why there's violence because there's progressive Democratic mayors, progressive prosecutors who are George Soros back. This is insulting to the intelligence of the American voters, and it's insulting and condescending to black Americans.
5: It is insulting. And you know what, Leo? How is it that these particular politicians get voted in all the time? Is that the best he's got to come up with a plan to combat the rampant crime in his city?
0: Just pay money? I mean, to me, it's, a, it's just it, ludicrous. It's ludicrous. And you know why, Ashley? Because they get protection, protection coverage from the mainstream media. If it uh, wasn't for Fox News bringing this up, 95% yeah. of the media protects Democratic politicians, and that's why they get away with it. Shameful.
5: Do you think... Do you think these kind of things are going to make a difference in the election next year? We talk about the border. We talk about crime, how the administration is failing us on the border, how these blue-run cities are allowing uh, crime to run rampant. Does this eventually, you know, have an impact at the, uh, at the election next year?
0: Yes. If, if they allow President Trump to run for office, yes, because right now the election yeah. was held today. Those cities. All right. I wanted to stop it there because
3: I just wanted to show that
0: that they was talking about
3: how he's talking about <laughs> reparations curve, the violence, the crime and the violence. This dude have lost his goddamn mind. Y'all I'm, I'm just, I'm just sorry. Y'all I got to just see it flat foot. This dude, he know what he's saying. He have lost his goddamn mind. Just like the rest of them playing with the emotions of the people again I'm trying to find something to see here. Okay, here's an. I want to play this now with that one, some of the residents, just some of these black constituents from Chicago. Let me see. Wait a minute. We get this commercial out of the way. These people have been, like I said, like I said, just pandering people, playing black people again with slavery and all that bullshit. You know what I'm saying, man, and, and 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 y'all and these black politicians are doing this ignorant shit because they know they don't have a goddamn, they don't want to address the real problems, the, the, the mentality and things that we have to change with these people, all this other bullshit. You giving these fools money? What they gonna do? Buy clothes, rims, and all this other ignorant shit? Come on, bro. Come on, y'all. This this shit ain't gonna cut it. Let's deal with the mentality of the people. That's what the problem is. When we will get into that in a minute, but check this out
1: homeowners are angry. They believe the city has overextended itself and should be putting the tens of millions of dollars earmarked for migrants into Chicago's most vulnerable neighborhoods. But the South Side
3: has been under resourced, underfunded for years, for decades.
2: We have schools that need to be reopened. We have buildings that are abandoned, that need to be business operated.
1: The group says the city has abandoned its Invest Southwest initiative, a Lightfoot-era program that was dedicated to reversing decades of disinvestment on Chicago's south and west sides promising to align more than $2.2 billion through public and private funding. We are taxpayers. We're property owners. Our money should go towards fixing our communities. The city has received more than 15,000 migrants since August 2022. We have no more room. Y'all are embarrassing Chicago as a whole. According to analysis by the ABC7 data team, there are more than 20 active migrant shelters across the city, seven located on the south and west side.
3: Whether it's one shelter or whether it's 10 shelters,
2: we're saying the facilities that are there for us, the
1: money needs to be put into those facilities for us. In a statement from the mayor's office about the group's concerns and the status of Invest Southwest, a spokesperson says in part, quote, We are committed to continued investment for all residents, but especially communities on the south and west sides that have long experienced disinvestment. We are the city of Chicago, and our shoulders are big enough to support both new arrivals and (laughs) those who have long called this city home. Mayor Johnson, the black alderman. West Side that have long experienced disinvestment. We are the City of Chicago, and our shoulders are big enough to support both new arrivals and those who have long called this city home. Mayor Johnson, the Black Aldermen, the Black alder women in this city, you will stand for the Black citizens of Chicago. So now the city says, but Mayor that Johnson. That
3: like the Black folks in Chicago are sick of them Black ass leaders up there. I don't blame them. <laughs> It seem like they sick of their black ass too. And see how they play the game. Well, this, city, this is just Chicago. We will we be able to you know support the new people coming in anyway. Now you can't be trying to support because you would have already been having this problem that the black people talk about the schools and all of this stuff. You would have been all you would already had this. And I remember another video. Um, a long time ago, I was watching this, is some stuff, and they were saying they closed down. It was a school, I think, on the south side or somewhere. They closed it down, but then they opened it up for the migrants, and they was like, wait a minute, hold up. When we asked y'all to allocate, allocate money for this school, y'all talking about y'all didn't have none. All of a sudden now, y'all got all these billions and trillions of dollars for these migrants. See, when black folks need some, ain't nobody got no money. But then here, somebody else can come up out of the blue— Oh, all of a sudden they don't found trillions and millions of dollars in shit. Come on now. And 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 a lot of these and then that's why I said I'm not enthused, I'm not excited. I don't give a flying flip when they tell out a black person just got elected to an office and I'm like, "Oh shit, here we go with this bull." That's all I'm excuse my language, y'all. That's what I'm saying, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of these black ass folks with this bull crap cuz they only going to get in there and do what disenfranchise other black people. They don't give a damn. we seeing this whole thing with, um, what's my sister's name, Taraji P. Hinton right now, and how she's frustrated with Hollywood and all of this, and basically with Oprah, because she's saying oh, Oprah, black ass, won't even speak up. Does she know that, like them, they're getting underpaid, and Oprah, black ass, won't say nothing, because she's a goddamn gatekeeper for the one of them. But this I'm telling you, yes, a lot of people were frustrated and sick and tired of these so-called black-ass leaders. Like, like I said, so-called, I put that emphasis on that, so-called. And yes, and I do say a lot of people have. I'm just speaking, I don't know everybody out there, but I I, I imagine a lot of people, like we can hear in Chicago, the frustration with them, uh, have lost faith, lost faith in black leadership. Yeah. Go ahead, bro,
4: All right. So the migrants end up coming over here, whether they get assisted from a bus and now planes, trains, whatever, right, or they get their own opportunity and they jump over the fence. And then once they get here, they jump to the front of the line on everybody else that been in line for hundreds, not hundreds, but like at least 10 years, 20 years. you waiting for a house from the city that's supposed to be a program that put people in the house with low income. And you, you get on the list and they say, okay, five years. Then five years go by. They say, well, it's five more years on the waiting list. There's so many people on the list. But then meanwhile, okay, the migrants come here. Now they the front of the list. They get the first house available now, and they ain't even been on the waiting list, but a second. And they're not even really on the waiting list. They just get over here, and now they jump the line. They getting everything. They getting money, food cards and money and clothes, and shelter and everything. So that's the thing that's not fair because there's been a whole lot of people who've been asking for help and that are born in America Maybe they have some shortcomings. It could be physically. It could be mentally. Whatever it is, but they need some help. And these people come over here from another country, haven't paid a tax, haven't worked anywhere, done anything. And so they get treated like uh, royalty compared to the people who need the help the most that have been in the line the longest and you were talking about a reparations thing in New York, and I was hearing of one in Chicago, too. And the mayor, I think I just heard him even say, he has a half a million dollars set aside for some reparations. What the heck is that? So that right there is an attempt to cheapen up what reparations supposed to be. That's like a that's like throwing you a piece of change for real because if you're trying to divide a half a million dollars amongst a million and a half people, ain't nobody getting nothing. That ain't hardly anything. So reparations supposed to be way bigger than that. If you're doing a reparations and it ain't supposed to just be for some corner of the, uh, Uh, the the country or a a part of the country where you're going to give some reparations and not supposed to give everybody who's supposed to get a reparation, reparation, not just for uh, one state or this state. It's supposed to be distributed correctly as it was uh, pitched by the congressman, John Conyers, from Detroit who came up with that reparations um the reparations uh inquiry and so yeah you know whenever it was to pan out there was other groups that had already been involved such as a group called Encobra who was one of the first groups to try to get people signed up in order to be on the list for reparation if it was to ever be enacted or to be granted. So it's been people who had signed up years ago. You Sign up your whole family, and, and, and that's how they were trying to keep track of people with that. But you don't just give it to a few people in your city and say, okay, a half a million dollars. That is nothing. You're talking about $25 a piece. Come on. You can't be playing around with no reparations and cheap it down to like, oh, everybody going to get a little piece of money here. That ain't no damn reparations. So you need to stop playing around if you're doing something in a way where, okay, you're saying collectively it's supposed to be beneficial. Are people that are own? I mean, that are uh, owed over trillions and trillions of dollars compared to what they had been through, as far as being in bondage under somebody, and then dealing with a hundred years worth of Jim Crow laws too, to keep you back, or to keep you down, or to keep you from prospering, um, with different laws in place that was put on the on the books. So that's another, you know, form of like, okay, you got to pay for that, too. So all of this ended up in the trillions of dollars, not no half a million dollars to give to a few people in the city. That's stupid. So, you know, so, yeah, all around wherever we look, just like you just played the clip of the – disenchanted people of Chicago, Illinois, about their mayor, Brandon Johnson, and things that he has done and said and has uh, promised and didn't keep, and the people are fed up. And they're saying, you know what? Is this some kind of way we can take back our vote? Can we... Uh, can we have him impeached? And this is what the things they're kind of saying in Chicago right now, even though he only been in office for eight months. In his short eight months, a lot of the people in Chicago are disenchanted with him because the people of Chicago have been putting out into their legislation or into their political talk that they want to have some kind of a vote on if they can be if they want if they want to maintain and continue to be a sanctuary city and they've been talking about that a lot and so what happened it was shot down in a city council over there where they wouldn't have a referendum on that. They wouldn't allow them to have that on the um, on a, on the ballot as something to vote for. So the people was upset just because of that. Like, we wanted to vote that we would not be a sanctuary city no more, no longer, that we want to change that law. And, and so they were trying to get a vote on that, and they shot that down. And I think they were saying Brandon Johnson had, something to do with not that not being on the ballot for next time they vote. So that's why I'm saying, like, people are very disappointed in black leadership. Even after you said when Mayor Lightfoot left office, she got one term. Now, if they was satisfied with her, she would have got more than one term. So it was a congested feel when they were running for their election, too. And she didn't even make it to the finals. <laughs> she got cut right there along with it. a lot of the other people who got in there and started running. She wasn't even one of the last two people standing. She So that's where she lost a lot of support. So that made people was disappointed. People was like, we put her in there thinking she's going to do this and do that, but people were looking for other people to vote for after a while. And is the same thing happening here. It's going to happen in my city, too, with this lady who just became the mayor. You watch. In a couple months, too, give her five good months strong, and she going to be done enough, wild enough stuff that people going to be like, oh, See? We wish we had somebody else, but we should have voted for somebody else. They're gonna be, they gonna really understand then. But they just let her blindly come in and be the mayor. She can't see to run her own life right. How's she gonna run our city? Okay, she ain't even show up for her inauguration when she won in the primaries. She went missing for three days. She ain't even coming up to the platform and accept her. She won as the, in the primary. She she goes absent. That's what's going to happen again. She's just going to go absent and never going to take full responsibility for anything. She going to always point the finger to somebody else. Well, I told him to do it, or that was the job I gave that person, and this they're responsible for that. That black woman ain't never going to be responsible for nothing. But that's how these modern black women are today. They don't never take no responsibility or ever, 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 ever going to say, oh, I was wrong about something. Ain't never wrong. These new black women today, they ain't never say they was wrong about yeah. nothing. So how 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 she gonna be held accountable? She talking about I want y'all to hold me accountable. You ain't never gonna be accountable because you gonna say somebody else's job is that that that's the reason why something happened. You ain't gonna never take the blame. That's why she shouldn't be the mayor, and no woman shouldn't be running no man or running no city either. That's what I think. Oh, to get in trouble now. That's it for me right there because I'm, I'm pumping my brakes. <laughs> you
3: kind of going on uh, kind of the to topic we've been getting into about Paul and the woman uh, not supposed to teach. When you say a woman ain't supposed to run no city and uh, you're going to get in trouble for that one, Justice. Oh, uh, man. Uh, well, I'm just going to be honest, bro. If they even said that shit. Some of these men shouldn't be running shit. Now, I'm just gonna be damn near honest because look, we see how these men been tearing up shit. I ain't trying to. I don't know, bro. It, it just people, man. Nowadays, I ain't gonna say a woman can't, uh, but we see a lot of these goddamn men how they running shit and look at look at a lot of them who have been uh, getting caught up in scandals for taking money and this that and another. So I I don't know, bro. I don't know. <laughs> so you know um it was a black leadership you know and i gotta now i gotta go to the clergy i gotta go to the clergy y'all know i can't go nowhere without to talk about the clergy and um it was a conversation i had sometimes we had conversations at work you know about different stuff so i threw out this morning i was talking about it, and i told them. i said look uh, cause they, the day before yesterday, they was talking about that, you know, the conversation about uh, a woman's using Paul, that a woman is not supposed to teach. That's what Paul said. First of all, in Corinthians, he said a woman is supposed to keep silent in church and, uh, she's not supposed to teach. I mean, she's supposed to keep silent. She, she's supposed to wait till she get home and then ask her husband when he, when he get home, you know, I guess, but I'm like, shit, all of, but you gotta add that. what if she don't have a husband? Who she gonna ask then? <laughs> but that's another subject. But then it goes into Timothy, um, where he says that also that he do not permit women to teach. So they was talking about that yesterday at work, and I didn't really get in on that conversation because I was, had to get out the truck. But so I brought it up a little bit today, and I had brought two things. I said, I got $50. I got two questions. I'm a, I got $50 a question. I got $50 for each question, right? First question was, where could they find, where else? Now I said, now we know Paul said it. I said, but where else in the Bible can y'all find it that it was said that a woman is not supposed to teach? I said, where else? I said, because that has to his statement. He made the statement, but it has to be bagged up by something else. Because I said, number one, he claiming to be a Jew. So it should have been somewhere in the, what most people call the Old Testament, we call it Tanakh, should have been somewhere in the Tanakh and then he claiming to be represent Yeshua, aka Jesus, right, as, as he said. So where was it at in the Gospels anywhere where they claim Jesus or Yeshua said it? And I said, find it. I said, y'all can find it. I said, other than that, I just just Paul's uh, personal statement. I said, I will give y'all fifty dollars for that. Then the next one, I said, show me because he made another statement. I said, he said that the law is done away with. And um, I said, but you read in Matthew where they claim, you know, saying it's okay, Jesus, A.K.A. Okay, Yeshua says that the, um, in Matthew 5, uh, 17 through verse 20, racially. And he said, first thing he said, that, that think not that I come to, think not that I have come to destroy the law or the prophets, but to fulfill. And, you know, he goes on to the heaven and earth paths and all of that. I said, now show me what can y'all find. There's another 50 that where he said that somebody bagged up Paul's statement where he said the law is, is done away with. I said because, you know, according to the Torah, we sure only don't say that. You don't find that in the gospel nowhere. I said outside of Paul's, this where can y'all find that? So a lot of the stuff they couldn't even get – they wasn't comprehending the question, first off. And a lot of people just kept on re-quoting, well, you know, Paul said, Paul said it's in Corinthians, so-and-so. I'm like, mm-mm, y'all get it. I just kept on like said, all of y'all fail. Man, there, I wouldn't be distracted all of y'all fail. Number one, y'all not understanding the question. I made it perfectly clear. I had to say it several times. Y'all not understanding the question. And then I just got to the point, brother, as I said, when I said all this, just say this. And I told him, I said, man, see this right here? Your preachers are Failing, that the black preachers are failing, y'all Are failing the black community I said, because there's no damn way I'm giving away $100 And nobody, nobody seen You can answer these questions First of all, can't nobody seem to uh, Understand the questioning First and foremost But it, it's a damn shame Nobody can answer these questions Really all they had to say, bruh and I would have gave him fifty dollars just for hell, just saying. You know what, bro? It can't be bagged up one way else. That was Paul a personal opinions. I would have gave him the fifty goddamn dollars or a hundred dollars or whatever for that, because they could. Because I told him Google it, call your pastor, call your your bishop, call him up on the phone and ask them. I said, call him. I said, hell, he want to? Goddamn it, just, just listen. I would have. I said, I don't give a goddamn who you who he is. Because so I don't give a damn, who your pastor You And I named some big-name pastors in this church. I said, I will ask them the same goddamn question. They will not find it. <laughs> but they got quiet. And then, you know, it just got to the point people got mad. They got in their feelings. And that's how it goes because they know they couldn't answer. See, but the thing, instead of them catching on to what I was trying to do, people got f- mad because they got in their feelings because they thought I was you, – you know how people – Think you're messing with their faith or trying to go against it? Because number one, they already know that I say I'm a, well, I, well, as they say, I'm an Israelite and they Christians. But the thing about it, I don't give a damn. You say you're a Christian, but but, but here's the thing: when you're claiming to be something, but you, you but your walk it it don't line up. And I'm talking about your personal behavior. You want to tell everybody about the Bible, this the Bible, that, but your but your personal. Behavior don't line up, so it's like just say if Justice, brother Justice, don't deal with the Bible, and I'm always talking about the Bible. And I was around brother Justice; he see me every day. I'm always I'm talking about the Bible, but brother Justice see me coming out the damn strip club. Brother Justice seeing me picking up prostitutes off the street. He see me coming out the crack house. He see me do every damn thing that don't line. He probably know a little something about the Bible. He just don't deal with it. You know, he don't mess with the Bible. He ain't no Bible person. But he like I know enough that he shouldn't be doing that right there. He always told me about the Bible. See, that's why I, I don't even mess with them damn Bible. I see, them, that's why I don't mess with the Bible now. But stuff like that. So he, what, what? Like I said, What benefit would he want to do it? He's like, well, shit? Why well, if he doing that and he calls himself a God believer or whatever by what shit? I, what, he doing the same thing I'm doing.
1: And, you know.
3: and these preachers, uh and like I told him, I'm, I'm gonna let her I'm gonna let you go. And I was saying though, bro. These preachers, I'm telling these pastors out here, they not teaching you. They too busy up there hooping and hollering and bull crap, and they are not teaching you. And somebody going to say, "Well, what's the difference between a preach a preacher, and a, uh, what's the difference between preaching and teaching?" I said, "I don't give a damn. You can play semantics. I don't give a damn. What? I just had to go off, kind of like you know, not go off, but I know they playing a the game. I said, I don't give a damn what you want to call it, preaching, teaching. I said they are not teaching you to get instructions because it's a damn shame. Like I said again." Everybody could nobody tell give me some kind of an answer. And like, did nobody get the hundred damn dollars this morning? With another brother later, I ended up giving him fifty dollars because of another statement. Because you know they were saying that uh, people talk about how they don't get into the conversation because of people get all upset. And another brother said it like I always try to say something they like it's not people sometimes they get upset. It's passion. Some people speak with passion. It ain't like they upset. Like I told, her, I said, bro, you know what? And I got on that spit my list bill. I said, bro, I appreciate that comment. I said, because you got it dead on the money. I said, I'm gonna give you fifty just for your statement, just for that. It's not everybody, man, who get mad. It's just some people. I said, we grown ass men. I said, I'm a. Y'all know I say this sometimes. I said, I'm a lion. When I talk, I roar. Especially when I'm about passionate about something. I'm not like a mad. I roar. I'm not a goddamn kitty cat. I don't meow. So that's why I'm saying is <laughs> men, it's men. Sometimes we when we you kind of raise your tone a little bit, you get the real masculine tone. People want to think you upset, and it's crazy how you can't have a conversation and you get you know. See that that's what I'm saying. They that boy these leadership, especially pastors, preachers. I mean pastors, uh, politicians. They felling the people, mm. big time. Big goddamn time.
4: Word. But yes, sir, go ahead, bro. You know, you made me think of something one time. This guy, he said, uh, well, let me see. I went in the store, and I I was buying something, and it was more than a dollar and a quarter, and I think I needed some change. Like, I looked over at the guy. Hey, man, you got seven cents? And uh, he said, well, he said, look at this guy. He wants some change. And uh, he said, I'm going to have to start asking people if they can quote me a bible verse for i give them some change
1: mm. he said
4: you quote me any bible verse i give you the change i said all right and then i said my mother's favorite bible verse which is oh give thanks unto the lord for he is good for his mercy endureth forever and i said that and the brother was like oh man like wow okay here you go brother that's what i'm talking about you know and he said, most people don't know no Bible verses at all. You know, he said, you you you, you know you they you answered the question. And I was like, he's, he's like, I'm impressed. And I was like, all right, cool, that's what's up. So, uh, maybe sometimes you know, sometimes if people don't know anything about the Bible, or sometimes you could give them trivia, because this the trivia questions that these ladies propose on this particular late night gospel uh, talk show. It's a a ministry, actually. It's called uh, The Midnight Cry. And they come on uh, over midnight up until like 5 in the morning. And they offer prayer. And then they have Bible trivia. This one particular evangelist sister, she comes on and she does Bible trivia. And people will call in once she puts out a question about something in the Bible, people will start calling in and they answer, they want to answer these questions. And they tend to know the the Bible verse and, you know, exactly where it is. And they quote it or say it, and then she gives out uh, points. And at the end she says, okay, sister, uh Sister Katrina answered the most questions tonight, and so she going, she's the number one. And then Sister, it's Brother Patrick, he answered, uh, he came in second. He had five questions, right? And then she just go down a list like that. And so uh, it's just different ways you can bring people into some kind of accord with the Bible by just say, okay, could you name any Bible verses, and I'll give you $5, and be like, okay, and they be trying to think, and then the next time they come, because they couldn't remember none or they don't know any, and then and then the next time you see them, and you say, okay, I got five dollars or ten dollars for you if you can name a Bible verse, or you know, quote a Bible verse, and then by then they want to make some money now. Or they want to, so now you helping them learn by even giving them some incentives behind it. Well, I wouldn't offer fifty dollars every time, but 5 or $10 is still a nice gesture of something mm-hmm. to get somebody involved in learning the Bible or learning different principles or, you know, how the, the morals and the teachings of the Bible, you know, is helpful for you in your life.
3: Yeah, but see, I'm going to tell you, the reading I, I said I was going to do 50, I knew they weren't going to be eight ounces. <laughs> I knew it, <laughs> but I wanted to get them some great incentive if they would, even if they would just gave me an answer to say, bro, you know what, bro? I can't find it. It is his opinion because it started off when he said a woman is not supposed to teach. He said, I, first person, I um, do not uh, give I, – I do not let a woman uh, <laughs> – now he said, I suffer not a woman to teach. That's King James. I suffer not a woman to teach. But New uh, New Living Translation says, I do not permit a woman to teach. No, he said I because he was having a conversation. With Timothy, and that's what I was trying to trying to, and I, like what I was trying to do was get them to understand. It's like I said, what you're doing, you're reading literature. That's all. Like that's why you know you, that's why I said most people don't understand the Bible point blank period. What they're reading, they're understand, they're reading literature, especially like when you get into those um, what they call a New Testament, what they ca- claim to be the New Testament. You know, like I said, that's a misnomer for us is uh, to knock only or J- you but they're reading letters. They're reading so, something that's supposed to have been conversations. That's it. It's it's like it was never intended for those so-called letters to actually be put out to the public like we have it now. Those are like private letters or, or just letters that maybe someone was writing to, like Paul, for instance, to the, the congregation that he was congregating with. They never probably found them that it was going to be throughout the whole goddamn world like it is now. So people decided to put these things in a canon. Uh, there's like, I've been reading some of the other books over here, the lost um, books of the Bibles, they have them. But there's a lot of them. And I want to get into this on the tabernacle, though, you know, because I want to get how things were canon. Who decided? There's numerous of so-called letters or books that's, that was not canonized. And certain people, well, as they say, church fathers or whoever, they decided to take put this in there. No, we don't want to put that in there. Put this in there. And now basically in a nutshell, we are debating, arguing over um, somewhat to a degree of who said what in what Bibles or what books that they put in there. It's like go almost multiple choice. And so like said me, I have all the oldest, all of the, what they call pseudepigraphs, a lot of the books, Enoch and all of them that they didn't put in there, uh, the lost gospels, a lot of different things I studied and research and look at and uh, find out, okay, why they didn't put this in there? Well, how come they didn't put that in there? A lot of stuff. And then one of them is um, they have a gospel. It's called the um, another. You know, they got the book of James, but they have another one they didn't put in there is about supposed to have been about James as they claim it Because this is why a lot of things they say. Well they don't think this person actually written the James actually written it. But there's a lot of things in, in the Bible that they have now. They say they don't think Paul actually written a lot of things as um in the Bible. Oh for instance, I was looking this up, the part about a woman is not supposed to teach. It's some scholars, Bible scholars and theologians saying they don't think Paul was the one who wrote that part. So it's a lot of things, is you know, when you really get into this study. But another shit. Sure, let's get. I'm gonna get back on track though. But so I was just wanted to question them to make them think, and that's why I was trying to tell. You. I'm just trying to get y'all to think about a lot of things that you have been told to spark your curiosity, make you be critical thinkers, and make you start reasoning, reasoning out things that you have been told. That's why I was asking those questions, like I, did, to, like I said, to spark your interest into looking at things. That's why I threw out the $50. So I, I don't give a goddamn y'all Google search it or uh, however you do call your pastor, call or whoever, find it, look at it, try to find it. And I was really just trying to get them to look at it. start I about it. I so saw a lot of some brothers style, like, you know what? So-and-so songs. We talked personally later on on the phone. It's like, man, you know what? That's you know, it's a good idea. I ain't never yeah, 'cause Cause I come Paul, you know, Paul do go against I heard I, I was thinking about some stuff like that before. And I was like, but I never had nobody to answer the type of questions that I had. And so, you know, it started making them wonder, like, bro, I got I to hit, hit you up, man, and ask you about these questions. Because you seem to be asking some questions, bro, I, that nobody's asking, you know, you know, to make them think. And I told them, to try. I said, because here's something, brother, and I give this to us. I said, now, number one, we all grown, we all men up here. We all goddamn men. And I said, but we have children we had a lot of us have children. If you don't have children, you, you're your uncle or something to somebody. And I said, our duty is to be – how can we teach these children if we're not educated? If we don't have the know-how, how can we teach these children? So we have to get a list, some some in our head in, in order to be able to teach these children. If not, you're going to be at the realm the of these goddamn failing-ass school systems. And about two weeks ago, they had a report came out that uh, like twenty percent of the Memphis, well they call them Shelby County schools now. Well, the school systems down here in the city of Memphis and area, twenty percent of them were failing. They made D's and F's. So if we as a people don't educate ourselves, especially I'm going to say us the so called so called blacks, we don't educate ourselves and get the proper understanding and education that we need for ourselves and be able to, to pass on this and start educating our children. We are doomed like a motherfucker, like Ralph on uh, uh, Friday the 13th. We are doomed. We are truly doomed. Because again, now we are damn near competing already with goddamn AI already. Uh, computers uh, taking over, uh, robots and shit basically taking over. But as humans, they're not really trying to um, really pay attention. They're not spending money on education to make sure, as they say, humans uh, get educated because there was a thing I've seen. You know how they showed that evolution chart uh, from, you know, I don't know, they show like a gorilla, orangutan, primate, whatever, all the way up to they call us Homo sapiens. And then the last stage they actually showed was a goddamn uh, robot. So they're trying to say that is the last. Uh, I can't say it, last evolution because they might come up with something else. But they saying that's the thing we're going to evolve from. That 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 um, the great ape or whatever, all the way to the Homo sapien. Now out the Homo sapien, they talking about fucking robots. So it's not that they gonna give a damn about spending money to educate you because we are already as humans. We are programming. We are educating this artificial intelligence. Y'all might think this shit sounds crazy, but y'all better go and listen to uh, Elon Musk and all of them where they talk about uh, transhumanism and, and, and things of this nature, trying to integrate us with computers and things of this nature. So you got to think about that shit. So it's, it's very imperative that we start learning and educating ourselves and getting the proper knowledge that we need and be like, uh, what's the with what the book of Eli? Your ass better be trying to damn near memorize some of this off on, on top, on point. Because if they just like try to – I remember some of the years ago, Brother Eric and I, we were talking about this, how he um, might try to start banning books. And so we was going into all of this digital shit. Like we started putting all the books on digital stuff, and it was a lot of stuff that we had read a long time ago, and we presented. A lot of stuff might sound crazy to y'all right now. You just had to always do sometime, but you better start looking at shit. And like I tell people, stop getting offended to get educated. So when somebody's trying to bring something to you, and there seem to be a lot of goddamn problems going on, when somebody come to you with something that uh, seems to be outside of your belief and what you uh, have been based in your life on believing, uh, sometimes instead of looking at it and take a just look at it, you don't have to s- accept it right offhand, but just take a look at it. Take a little observation on it for a while. Um, we get offended. And that's what I constantly find a lot. People get offended. But it's it's funny that the people a lot of times that get offended are the ones, the very ones who so called uh subscribing to some stuff, but they're not living up to the tenets of the things that they're uh, supposed to be subscribing to. So it's that they get offended because when you bring truth, truth you have to be it has to be a change. It has to be a change. Like we talk about all of this crime that goes on in the black community right now. Uh People – some people want to say, well, you, you're deterring or you're – what's that? Deflecting. That's the word I'm looking for. You're deflecting, brother. What about the, what the white folks doing to us? you deflecting, brother. You're trying to deflect and try to put it all on us. What about what the white folks doing, so-and-so? Listen, I don't live around motherfucking white folks. I live in a.k.a. predominantly showing up black neighborhood. There are shootings and killings going around in this neighborhood all the freaking goddamn time. I've seen maybe, what, two months, almost two months ago now, uh, a guy standing out there with an AR-15 shooting up my neighbor's house. They wasn't a white man. That wasn't a goddamn Klansman. They wasn't a white dude that was doing it. It was a young black guy who was doing it. So there's a, a lot of this shit that's going on. Here, it, it ain't no damn deflecting. We're talking about issues that are affecting us. So if I can't talk about what's going on in the black community with our people, what the fuck can I talk about? What's the use of I me mean, constantly talking about white folks that I'm not around all the time? I'm at work. I'm around a lot of black folks. Unless I go out of the neighborhood, it might be dumping the white folks garbage cans or whatnot. But I'm around, as they say, kin- us, uh, 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 skin folks all the time. That's why I'm around all the time. And a lot of times when we're doing shit, we always backbiting jealousy and envious of of each other. That's the shit that we're talking about that we gotta work on. But it's real it's real disheartening when we try to when you try to bring up conversations so we can try to figure out what we need to do to straighten it out. We can't even have goddamn conversations. We know it's a problem, but we can't even want – we don't even want to sit down and discuss the problem so we can fucking fix it. That's why it never get fixed. If somebody want to get mad and cause, you know, maybe – because maybe the, the brother who – or sister who want to bring up the issue, maybe they are Muslim, and, and this person is a Christian. I don't want to hear that Muslim shit. But they know it's a problem. It It, it ain't a Muslim thing. It's a goddamn community thing. Elderly ladies are getting their head bust in. Elderly men getting their head Just the other day, New Year's, New Year's Eve, just, I, I can't stand this ignorant shit. But I did the ignorant shit when I was young, when I was younger and didn't know no better. It was just in my stupidity. I ain't going to say no better. Just stupidity. Shooting out there at New Year's. A three-year-old child just got shot um, on New Year's night. They were shooting, and the bullet went through the, through the window. And shot in, shot the little young brother. He was in critical condition, three years old, and he just died uh, yesterday. And this is over 170-some uh, crimes and shootings against children got shot in the city last year. And we don't see this as a major problem. This is something that we shouldn't be talking about. Black preachers, again, I got to stay on these black-ass preachers because y'all know that's what I'm supposed to deal with about Instead of us constantly, instead of y'all constantly talking about some goddamn, uh, what Jesus is gonna come back and what he gonna do when he come back. Goddamn that. Look, we need to be working this out right now. He, y'all say he's been gone 2,000 goddamn years now. Hold up. We need to be working out. Listen, like, like I said just on last show, when y'all reach our own gospels, what did it say? You you supposed to be able to do greater works than he. You got to do this stuff right now. I, that's why I like when the Torah told, the Torah goes in and he told Moses. Hey, you got to go and get them children to Israel. You got to go do this. So, hey, it's a job that we have to do as a people. And even when, when uh, uh there was a eulogy with uh Brother Jasper Williams, Pastor Jasper Williams, and, uh, he did Aretha Franklin's Freedom And he made a statement that I like what he said, and he was dead on point. He's a pastor, y'all, and I got to say that. I give him credit. but credit is due. He said, we going to have to do this. The changes that are going on in our community," he said, "we are going to have to do this. It's a us problem. It's a we problem. It's an our problem. Like with Malcolm, I was looking at some earlier. You know, they clip when, on on uh, the movie with Malcolm X and uh, the young white the little young white girl came up to Malcolm and she asked Malcolm, is, and what can she do to help?' So I'm, I'm not I'm kind of paraphrasing. What can she do because she want to help Malcolm? She said, what can I do? Malcolm said, nothing. Because it is. It is our problem. We're going to have to fix this. We know what the fucking problem is. These badass teenagers and children uh, out here doing and other grown-ass adults that's doing this shit, we know who they are. We know who the ones that's doing all this bullshit out here. I was coming home from work today, and I was passing by a family dollar. Two dudes running out of goddamn I guess they had, they was already in the car. But I see but I can look I see the lady running out of the car running out of the store taking pictures. I said, damn, they don't went stole smash and grab. Well they ain't smashed, but they just grabbed shit and stole out the damn store. This shit is going on. They they robbed the uh yesterday, um couple of couple of dudes and they, all black guys doing this bullshit. They robbed and uh what was it, a UPS truck yesterday. A federal express truck yesterday, and this is what we saying again in these damn democratically ran goddamn cities. That's why I say I'm not enthused. We got this black ass uh, uh, police director that's here, a lady. I forget her damn name. It don't even make a goddamn difference. We seeing these people getting black people put in it, and she when shit been happening, y'all, she's been so silent. That's the killing part, y'all. She's a police director. She's silent. When shit been going on, these smashing grabbing, and all that, she have been silent. they be like, where's she at? Where's she at? And it was a guy named Tony Armstrong when he was uh, the police director. I mean, I don't give a damn what happened. It seemed like if somebody jaywalked. That brother was on the television talking about somebody jaywalk. He was always on the television addressing the people. This woman, I don't give a goddamn what happened. You 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 be hard pressed to find her ass coming out addressing the public, a president. But she don't come out and do shit. You don't see her. They have town hall meetings and different stuff. Her black ass ain't nowhere to be found. They've broken her house before. They she left her gun in the, in her car. They stole her gun out of her car. Now this is it's, it's crazy, man. That's why I said Paul Young. That's the new mayor, Paul Young. I don't look shit for really to change really in this city for the best of black people in this fucking city I don't and uh again since, just as you were talking about immigration uh one of my hispanic brothers again he told me he was telling me about here they have some place here in this city where they have a lot of cubans uh in this city he said one guy he you know he get like they put him up in a, in a place to give him residence uh for a year free rent and then give them like six hundred dollars uh food stamp, just you know just for one male, a male, six hundred dollars food stamp, rent- free, and some other stuff they get some cubans for one year after that, they you know they gotta go fend fend for themselves, he said, but damn y'all, we here in America, we need help, we catch hell, We catch flat out goddamn hell. Trying yep. to get anything? Ask them to build a community center in this in, in in black neighborhood for the children to have some kind of program. Well, we don't seem to have the budget for that. But then they bring and drop off the busloads of fucking immigrants. Here's a billion dollars. Don't popped out the goddamn somewhere. I don't know where it came from. All of a sudden, <laughs> we don't found. Oh, we don't. I was going in the closet, the utility closet. Goddamn, there was a million dollars in there that we had forgot about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I'm telling you, man, this black leadership ain't hitting no spit no more. I didn't. I didn't use profanity, y'all. It ain't hitting no shit no. Well, I, I'm gonna use it now. Look at it. I guess it, it ain't hitting no shit no more. If you want to do something, man, get y'all, get something done, brothers and sisters, get with people of like mind who really, really want to do something and make some changes. But all this black leadership uh, thinking they're going to change some shit, y'all look at just Just count the numbers, man. Like I said, put it on the scale of facts and weigh it out. Look how long you've been constantly waiting. And, 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 and I don't give a damn who it is. You know, you got some people waiting on the white Jesus. Some people waiting on the black Jesus. Stop waiting and get your shit dead. But these children don't have time to keep, you, to keep trying to wait on nobody. Wait on these punk-ass leaders, and y'all already seeing what they're doing. Like I said, Elijah Cummings, he was so weird and worried about the damn uh, babies and the, the Hispanic children and people at the goddamn border while your children was in Baltimore, was, was starving, hungry, and, 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 and in rat-infested places and shit, but he worried about somebody at the fucking border. But y'all voted him in, though, right, when he was there in office. But y'all voted him in. The end. See, that's what I'm saying. The same thing happening with Brandon Johnson. Uh, what's that? The Eric Adams. I think that's his name. Same motherfucking thing. Same bullshit. Tell him, man, what about us first? What about us first? We first priority, you know, okay, whatever we got left, we don't mind helping them, you know, we not, we ain't trying to be harsh to them, but hey, man, we got first priority because no, what are y'all doing? Y'all taking my taxpayers' dollars, my taxpayer dollars, and giving it to somebody, but you can't help me when I need some? That's my motherfucking money I put into that piggy bank.
4: Okay. Anyway. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, my brother. So, but yeah, that's it's crazy, all right, brother. So, yeah, you you on point with that, man. So these black leaders, these black mayors, Brandon Johnson, he's proposing to give money to people to keep them from going out committing crime. That's what this so-called little punk reparation bill he's trying to do with the half a million dollars. And so what you should be doing is replacing people's non-income with income, and that way that deters crime. So you should be creating opportunities for people to get off the street and stop being in gangs and being involved with criminal activity by offering them a job that would sustain them and that would have a livable wage attached to it to where they don't have to work two or three jobs, where they can work one job and be able to still maintain their values of their of their life and, and being able to get rest and to be able to also go to work and then have some fun or enjoy some of your life too while you're doing everything. Because if you got to work two jobs or more, you know, that's stress on you, not getting the proper rest, of course, you're not having a, a full, uh balanced life. If you never have any time for yourself and if all you're doing is going to bed and waking up and going to work and then going from one job to another and just repeating every day, then that's not a quality of life. So he's got to get, along with the other mayors, they got to get the understanding of Being able to give people jobs to deter them from being involved with criminal life. And there's a lot of that criminal life in these bigger black cities, and especially in Chicago, as I was listening to their radio station, that they were talking about how attachment to crime and criminal activity goes back over over 100 years. Like back into the late 1800s, they were talking about mobsters and gangsters even back then before Al Capone and that. And then they got Al Capone times and that kind of gangster with the Italians and and the mobs and the gangsters and that. And then people want to emulate that when they see it being introduced on the big screen. So people type, you know, tend to uh, emulate different things. Uh, and make it become life, where light imitates art. You, know, you see it as art, but your life start imitating it if you watch it a lot or enough to where it influence your your thoughts. And so, yeah, I was listening to this pastor dude, and I called him, and I was like, uh, yeah. So he was like saying something about. And then he said, well, it'll be before, you know, I'll be waiting until Jesus come back. And then I'm like, okay, if you're still waiting for Jesus to come back, then you're not going to see him because he should already be back inside of yourself, inside of your chest, inside of your body, because this is how Jesus is, is going to, you know, is, is going to um, be back. So he's not going to come out the sky. He's going to come down into your heart or into your spirit. So this is the kind of way in which if you were believing in Jesus, that if you believe in the principles of Jesus, that he would come back into you as the embodiment of what he represented. And even to say that greater works are in thee that, than are in me. So he's he's also suggesting to you that you can do better things or greater things than I did or am doing, or as it's spoken about me, there's greater works that are in you than are in me, if you you don't take heed to that. And so... You know, I think I was speaking to this pastor dude or whatever, right? And so I even might have said, uh, you know, like where Jesus was saying how to not worship me, worship our father who is in heaven. So, like, he's already saying, like, okay, our father, that means all of us or everybody who believe in God that our Father is in heaven and that, you know, to worship our Father who is in heaven. And so not to worship a person or another man or something. Jesus was kind of saying, like, yo, don't worship me. Like, worship our Father who is in heaven, our Father, all of us. This is what he said. So that would make him an equal person as to you, even to say that you can even be better than he was in a way if you would Uh, incorporate the ideas of righteousness in your life then that's what he based his life on being righteous and being you know honest or truth or you know being like just go you know to do to, to operate off of like a justice you know like base where you know like you're trying to bring forth like a balance of truth and righteousness and whatnot so that kind of thing is like okay it's something you have to understand that to try to be the best person that you can be is what jesus is saying here like be the best person that you can be and in that way that would make you have greater works in yourself than even in myself if you can be the best person that you can be because then now you're superseding what you you know, you, you know, you're masking what you're you never thought you might be capable of. So I kinda like any time I would read or if I see the words written in red and read in a Bible and that I identify real well, even though you know like you were saying earlier about me, it's like you know, I'm not a real big Bible person, but somehow that Christ thing is inside me, like the way I'm trying to explain it to me in people and other people and greater works are in you, if you would apply that, that you know just to kind of be raised a certain way, like okay, my mother raised me to be honest and whatnot and not to lie and to be you know tell the truth and. She always, you know, be putting me on that type of a message, like, okay, the truth is going to set you free, so, you know, just, you know, be honest no matter even if he did something wrong, just tell the truth, and then, you know, you'll be forgiven, you know, like that. So uh, people still waiting for Jesus to come down out the sky, which is a problem because that Christ has to come into you or like I was told and explained to as a little kid and everything, you know, let Christ come into your heart. So if you can have that in your heart, then now, now you got that what you need, you see? So you got to have that in your heart and you, you know, you accept, Maybe you know you might know different things, and some things might not seem right, or names might not be right, or you might like, okay I can't embrace this certain name. And I've had that too. Even with that, not wanting to say okay this name is Jesus, and that and then, you know certain things you might have a problem with it, some kind of thing. But it's it's bigger than the, just that little name thing because it's something more. It's something bigger than that name even though, you know, okay, I'd rather say this name or I'd rather say that name or this other name. But it all represents the same spirit of the creator of the universe that He want to have in all of our people when they can achieve that. So that's been my notion of it. Like I see it written in red. It's like I have full understanding of it. Even though I'm not a Bible person, it all resonates so well with me when I see it written in red. Not a written being written and read, and, it, and it, it dates back, and it would predate the Bible, and it would trans lay over into a, a greater older tongue and have same meanings, uh, and still, um, you know that same spirit of that was still in existence even then, even even you know even prior, even before Christianity began and that and this type of a spirit of what that means to be connected to the creator in such a way and to have a a better, you know, understanding about like just uh, what it is to be, you know, sharing the same time and space with just life whether it's people or animals or whatever. You're trying to, you know, be in balance and in tune with everybody and that. So that's just one level on the plane that you can be on, okay? But, you know, we have all kinds of things that come and interfere with people and cause all kinds of confusion and whatnot. And so that's, you know, kind of where we are and what we have. So it'd be kind of hard to get to where the peaceful places, the holy places and that in the mind or in the mentality of what, you know, the real holy places, the holy attitude, the righteous mindset, the righteous attitude, the virtues of love, of the creator, the virtues of, of, of doing right and being right, being true, being honest. Um, so that's just kind of like, it's something that just leads you to you know when we doing your when you're doing ministry and you're doing different things just like okay i kind of have an understanding of things because i was raised in church and so even if i say i can't embrace this name or that name and it's still like i said there's something greater than the name about the whole experience of that spirit the great spirit you know it, it, that's really more Bigger than any any kind. You don't even have to put a name on that. You could just go with that. <laughs> so uh, it's been working for a long time on the planet. But you know, we, we we you know we make it make it mean what we want it to mean, or you know how what we have a problem with, or we don't. Then we have a right to, to feel how we feel, or the type of understanding that we get. We have a right to 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 explore all of the different avenues of that to just come to back to, okay, wow, it's all right there. Once you, you know, travel and just try to explore everything you can about it, then you say, well, you know what? It was always right there. And the first, I didn't have to even really go nowhere. It was always right there.
3: Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. We got like 14 minutes i going to do no for the overtime today because I, I take my black tail to work.
2: Yeah, the yeah morning, that's
3: good. That's long, I'm about, but, uh, but going to something right fast. I want to say this for the, the Christian community who probably listening to this, the Christian community listening to this. Y'all know when I kind of say that about the Jesus, that I'm not bashing y'all for what y'all believing in on that. That ain't what I'm doing. Because I, I, I even would say that for… Uh, the, the Torah-only or Tanakh-only brothers and sisters. Because I tell y'all, I ain't waiting on nobody to come back. Y'all hear me say all the time, and, and I'm ta- Tanakh, and But you got some Torah-only brothers to be talking about David coming back. Listen, y'all, them folk gone. But I'm saying, because all of this, no matter what you're believing, all of it is based upon, uh, again, of making a better you. And I got a clip I want to play before we get out of here, though. It's basically basically building a better you and having you to become a better person. So it's no matter what, it's all about you learning the principles of these stories. That's it, learning the principles of these stories and seeing how to make and shape a better you. That's what it's about. And and so well, like I said, just said, Well, I don't give a damn if you're saying Jesus, Yahshua, Yahweh Shah, Yahweh, Yahweh. Listen, we we speak in like we speak in different dialects and languages, and that's all it's about. So I don't get caught up in all of that either. Uh, but I try to learn the principles of these stories and help and see how these stories I can use these things to make a better me. That's it. I ain't caught up in all of this. I'm going to play this right. I hadn't got chance to listen to this, Judge, so I'm going to listen to this for the first time all together. It's just a little short YouTube right. clip right fast. It ain't that long.
0: Talk to you black people. We tired of frying chicken to bury you. Now, you got all them purses and all that gold and all that hair and all them cars and all them rims and all them belt buckles. But then when it comes time to go to the dentist, you need a prayer meeting? You have no business with a Louis Vuitton purse and a cavity. I don't care what you say. Get the cavity (laughs) fixed and then go get a Michael Kors. Do something with your life. Now, if you want a pastor, let me know. If you want me to just come up here and make you happy, we got to get a structure for our life. Some, Some stuff you don't need to pray about. You just need a structure. Amen. Hey, I don't have to, pray man. to pay my bills i got a structure i pray for stuff like lord let my mama have long life i pray lord make sure these cars don't hit me when i'm on the road lord make sure lightning don't strike the house lord make sure i i got my prayer set up for stuff that my structure can't handle
1: <laughs> yes sir there was
3: i like that there was some Officer of the tatum channel he said pastor went all hey i like that though like you said is that's what it, that's what's wrong with a lot of stuff people don't have structure like I said, and that's crazy too. And I'm gonna go go with what he said right fast. People be around here praying, Lord, give me to help me pay my bill, give me the finances. Get up off your behind and get out here and get <laughs> your do what you gotta do, and and do that. Like I said, I would pray. Well, most I thank you and give me the strength to go do this, so I can be able to go out, you know, and go to work today and get this, money so I can pay my bills or pay the light bill, feed my family. Just give me the strength. Like, like, uh, who was it? Uh, Jane Brown said, I don't need you to give me nothing. Open up the door. I get it myself. All I'm asked to do the most, I just give me the breath. That's opening up the door right there. And from there, I'm gone. I'm gone. Just give me the strength to protect me from out here, man. These crazies out here <laughs> from this wicked evilness and, evil in this and I, everything else I'm on it. But, hey. You gotta be able to do it yourself. Like you said, have structure. And that's the problem I'm like saying. We're not having people are not having structure. Their priorities are in the wrong place. Priorities in the wrong place. And so like I said, we, we, we have a lot to do, like I said, you know, and um uh, trying to get it right. We're gonna get it right. We're gonna get it right somehow. And I'm not saying to everybody. It's gonna be a few of us gonna get it right. And but we have to be the trench setters. Not like these crazy asses that we see out here in Hollywood and the music industries was the righteous one. So we got to be trendsetters. So don't think everybody going to jump on board and get it. But whoever else do, like I said, if you can get one, you've done your job. You get one, you did your job. So that's that's it. Don't worry about everybody else. Everybody, some people ain't going to get it. Some people ain't going to catch on. But it's like, uh, let me end up. We got nine minutes. And I was bringing this out to some of the kids at work. And I remember Dr. York even brought this out a long time ago. He was talking about, you know, you read in the book of Genesis um, that was said, I will put enmity between the woman's seed and the serpent's seed. And I, I think people miss that seed prod. The seed, we know what is your offspring. So we said the woman's seed and the serpent's seed. Like he was saying the serpent has a seed. Now, most people say y'all to serve a serpent. Y'all might say the devil or all this stuff, Iblis and Islam. So there's a agreeable, uh seed and a disagreeable seed. So some people out here, y'all, don't think everybody going to be on your team. We all just going to all be team good. There's some evil, wicked ass, no good ass people out here just just by nature. i am just got to say it, y'all. So don't think just because they skin folks, as dr king said again i got to keep he that just because they skin folk don't think they're going to be on your team because again we go back to the teaching of honor muhammad now he did say when yaku yaku grafted the devil what did he have to get that devil out of now he said the devil was a white man but he was grafted out of something though out of the germ of what a black person so if he grafted that just made a copy it had to have been devil in the black man. That's why Dr. York even came and said, again, y'all, we see you black devil. I'm just trying to tell y'all. So some of these black-ass leaders, some of these black-ass politicians, some of these black-ass preachers, some of these just whoever they are, don't think they're up there for good. It happen, get the cheerleading, jumping up and down like the Dallas Cowboys, cheerleaders and all that shit because you see a black person. Oh, we got a black person on the office. Uh, they ain't hitting something. Look, y'all had that same shit. You cried and and everything else when Barack Obama got in office. How did it work out for y'all? How did it work out for black folks? Uh, y'all didn't hear me say that out loud, did it? Uh, uh, brother, just you can go ahead. We got seven minutes. You can go and end out. You all, brother. I'm just saying, y'all. How did it shall end we, up for we.
4: us? So we got his first black mayor back in like 1980, right? And and in '83, they they convinced this black man to bomb a neighborhood of black people who were trying to live off the grid. What? And just yeah, yeah. His name Hell was Mayor wow. Wilson Good. Yeah. They, yeah. So they dropped uh, some explosives over a house that these people were living in, and they made them Ew. all out to be boogie boogie men and women, like saying, "Oh, hey. well, they're you know they're not paying electric bills, or they you know they're growing their own food out in the back of their yard, and they're not buying food at the store and they just getting water down at the creek and they're not, you know, having water or nothing or whatever they was doing. They said they didn't, you know, weren't living right. So. Damn. So they, so they, um. Yeah, they had their hairs growing out like dreads, you know, like dreadlocks and whatnot. So all the kids had like little little you know little dreadlocks and the parents had dreadlocks and stuff and the man named was john africa who was the leader of this group
3: i was a black i went and
4: dreadlocks over
3: it was a black black folk
4: yeah yeah and day. so they 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 made them to be like these bad people and then they had like a little handgun or something to protect their house where it's all oh, they had these guns and they didn't have but like a gun they dropped a the wow. bomb on the house and killed 11 men, women, and children that day. May 13th, 1985 it was, something like that. Damn. And the mayor said if he had to do it all again, he'd do the same thing. And he was a yeah, black, yeah. the first black mayor. And he, he, he and the police department and the fire department allowed the street to burn for the whole day. So the, all the houses on that street burned so they could get rid of these people on the block. They sacrificed two blocks worth of houses all around, you know, the Damn. whole neighborhood. They let the whole block burn down. When the fire department was right there, they could have put it out and they just let it continue to burn. Ain't
0: nothing but the devil!
4: Sure was.
3: That's so cold. I, I ain't never heard this during.
4: Then about two years ago, this man, he's still around. He's like 80 now, the old mayor. And when Dr. Khalid Muhammad was 11, and he knew about this story about what happened to these MOVE people. They called them the MOVE people. Okay, that was the name, MOVE. And they would always say, on the MOVE. And they were, you know, just progressive black people who were trying to, you know, yeah live healthy and you know live differently or like more like they were like living like nature but in nature and stuff you know like trying to live like just but you know in nature so yeah they were they were they were labeled bad and everything and you know so they said the kids they wouldn't bathe the kids right or feed them properly and they would say a lot of bad things about the people so damn about two years ago, maybe three now, there was a a street naming ceremony where they was going to put this guy's name on the street over in West Philly, not too far from where he let the houses burn up on the street, and it was going to call it Wilson Good Way. and they put that street name up there of this man, and he... And people was protesting and saying, like, you know, this is not right. You know, his name shouldn't be up here, you know, because of what he did, that he shouldn't have his name up here over this, you know, over this street and stuff. And so when Dr. Khalid Muhammad, when he was alive, he called Wilson Good. He would say about him, he would say that old no good Wilson Good, he the one that... Bombed his black community over there in West Philly, you know. So (laughs) that's how I know him to be no good. Wilson, good, you know. Oh, he's old. He sound like a frog when he talked, man. It's it's hard to listen to him talk. Sound like an old bullfrog, you know. So, but yeah, that happened, and this is terrible. And this city, you know, ain't shiggity because of it. You know what I'm saying? And they had a curse over this city for the longest time because of that. To me. Yeah, that's
3: crazy. I ain't never heard that one. Yes, sir. First
4: black mayor. First, First black, black mayor bomb his own people.
3: Ain't that some um, he's another Kwame well, he worse than Kwame Fishpatrick. Shit. <laughs> he just stole money. Damn. All right, fam, we're gonna get ready to get up out of here. Man, and hey, y'all be careful out here, sisters and brothers, because they got something else again, um, going on. I guess they're saying there's a new strand as well, uh, that's going around. They saying there's a respite Another respiratory virus, Um, you know. So people been getting sick and things off of this. So it's going around again,
4: y'all. They they trying to hit That's us. That's because all them mean. shots they taking, man.
3: Yeah, they trying to hit us. again. yeah. Oh. My my, uh, my supervisor oh. said he took that flu shot and been sick as I don't know what. So yeah, but yeah, they got some other shit going around now. So y'all be careful out here, man. So yeah, they they, they got some going.
4: All and them shots people taking.
3: My wife said that she went to Kroger's earlier, and they started that six-feet thing again, too.
4: Yep, so. hmm They might as well. They let them take all these shots. that got all the germs and the viruses all in there, yeah. and y'all spreading them back to the people that ain't taking no shot, and y'all... Yep is the response y'all are responsible you trying to play b- blame the people who didn't take the shot all oh, y'all yeah. that took the shot is the problem because you keep and spreading I mean, that crap shit. right back on me and you keep the one getting the coronavirus and i don't never get a coronavirus but i just mm-hmm. got sick recently because some old fool has some germs on them yep
3: yep yeah mm-hmm. so it it's all artificial ass food we got so a lot of that stuff your immune system is not being built up oh i since i am said that right fast mm-hmm. Um, uh, we just to speak on it and maybe we get getting this on another show too, um, because it was somebody said too, since uh, I remember the white guy was saying this, and he might be right on this. Um, it was something they talking about Bill Gates, them, since they saying a lot of people didn't want to get the jab, they was going to start in, injecting it in the animals. So when you yep. eat the animals, you was getting it. And y'all remember, um. This is dude, what he called himself, Nino Brown. I think that would be doing YouTube stuff. I seen him the other day. And he was doing some. My wife sent it to me. And y'all remember, this boy was kind of crazy. I didn't I didn't know they was doing it, but it was one day. Oh, okay, I asked you, they do this in your city, uh, our Brother Jesse, McDonald's and some other, like, fast food restaurants. They have hamburgers for a dollar or a penny or something one time in your city.
4: They have like been doing that. Year. They had them uh, Wendy's over there for one penny. If you buy Wendy's. one, you get the second one for one penny or something. Damn.
3: I know McDonald's had some stuff like that for a quarter or something they had. I didn't even know nothing about my wife had told me about it. I said, damn, I ain't heard nothing. Yeah. And, no, so you know uh, old Bill Gates crooked ass, uh, what do they, what they call them, incredible, credible meat, credible burgers and all whatever that shit yeah. is. So, yeah, so, you know, like this, nah, they heard it. I don't know if I still got that clip on my, let me see if I find it right fast. I might have it on my Instagram still. Let me check right fast. But, yeah, dude was yeah. saying, so, you know, whether you wanted to get a jab, they are going to try to insert that shit in your ass somewhere. But they, they said they standing, even in the,
4: gonna the vegetables, they're going to be trying to put them in the vegetables.
3: Yep, everywhere. I don't know if I still got that clip or not, but it's an old clip. No, nah, I don't think yeah. I still have it. But, yeah, man, we got to watch out for these wicked – that's why I said these wicked-ass people. These some wicked-ass people. I don't think I still got that clear. Well, I
4: mean, I know that, you know, they could put it in everything or anything, so you got to be careful because they wicked about that, man. If they're trying to just uh, control the population and all that, there ain't no telling what extreme they might do. They put it in anything – that they own because they own everything, right? So, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> you go to yeah. the store. I'm trying to find a wholesome meal. Everything is chicken in this, chicken with everything, chicken, 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 chicken. I'm like, wait a minute. I can't just get a straight-up vegetable pot pie, pie. It's got to be a chicken in it. I can't. You can't find nothing with just vegetable. It's got to be chicken, 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 chicken. Yeah. So, yeah.
3: Man, everything you, is. Since, since you said that, I bought. I was at a store the other day, uh, one of the corner stores. I got some chicken. Is uh, I was trying to get something to eat because I got to eat something before I, you know, get started. But I was trying to get something to eat. I had a little three piece, and I had a drumstick, and I had something, something with a wing and a breast or some thigh, some. Man, the leg was cool. I bit into that damn leg. I'm like, God, bro. I, like I, I was, I told everybody where I was like, man, that, that chicken tasted dead. What I mean, <laughs> when I mean taste dead, bruh, like, you know, like it tasted like it was a dead body. That shit, brought her up and threw that shit away and spit it out. It, bruh, it had a sour. I mean, it actually had a dead taste to it, like something was dead. Right. Was like God like damn. it was a clone, a clone taste bruh, I don't know what, and dude at work was like, hey, bro, yeah, that, that place there, man, they been messed up with that chicken. He like, he said, yeah, the legs be straight. He's like, get Any, anything outside of the legs? I'm like, that crispy, they call it crispy chicken. I think it's not. Like, yeah. That shit, bruh, I like, god damn, I was about to throw up. Excuse my language, finna about to eat. That shit, man, I was yeah, like, man, what the I mean, hell? I think,
4: I, I, I think the creator, <laughs> I, I think the creator for, you know, uh helping me to stop eating chicken and, and meat and stuff, like, yeah, in 1990. Man. So, like, okay, all right, so I don't have to worry about that, at least that aspect of anything. So I'm not about to eat anything like that, because right? I haven't eaten it since 1990. Well, I'm going to eat some chicken or anything. Not doing it. It's not even a thought. Nothing's a thought no more almost. It's just like, okay, that's not food in my mind in a sense. It's something else. I don't know what y'all doing. I I don't even think the same way as people who eat meat anymore. I have a whole other way of thinking. So I thank the creator for at least keeping me from being half of the worry about what the hell I'm eating because I don't hardly eat that much anyway. I'm going to eat one meal a day practically or primarily. Today I got the best meal of the year already just so far right (laughs) because i I went to my favorite my favorite indian restaurant and they have this what you know they they help they have every all this healthy food and everything so i had this great healthy choice of food and everything and i've eaten half of it already and it was just so delicious and i'll probably finish it off either tonight or tomorrow but just to have one great meal in a day that'll sustain you And and you don't have to have meat involved with it and just as long as it's good food and healthy and that. So what I got today is top of the line. Now, I got middle of the line off of a food truck the other day with some rice and beans (laughs) and some salad and that, you know, in there. And even he had some fish and I even tried the fish because he said it was tilapia or whatever, right? So I went on and gave it a try. Halfway decent meal, but not up to the degree of what I'm eating tonight. Like, okay, I'm eating top of the line right now because it's it just it's so it's just perfect to me. It's the best. You could feel the health in it. You know, it's it's just great. So uh, we got to watch what we eat. We got to watch these big conglomerates and these people, these uh, these, these these elitists these people who want to control and influence the world just because they have a whole, whole lot of money. They're going to buy up all this farmland and then do fake food and take away the rights of other people to grow their own food and do all kinds of wicked, evil things that, you know, you shouldn't be doing just because you got money now. You've got all this power that you're abusing and misusing and causing humanity to decline and to be in big trouble just because of a few wicked evil, wicked evil people, wicked evil, I want to cuss, but I try to, I'm try trying to hold out on that one, but yeah, there's it, a few up at the top, they got all this money, and they ruining the world for the rest of us just because of their greed. And, and you know, I wish there was something we can do about it because I would like to choke that Bill Gates, you know, uh put my oh, yeah. my hands around his throat and really just choke the hell out of him, you know, because of what he's been doing. So, <sighs> anyway, that, that's enough about that. I didn't want to hold you too long. I know you got to get up early, my brother. And, uh, oh, yes, a sir. Break, yes, know? sir. All right,
3: yeah, yeah. man. I'm going to get me some water before I go to bed? sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All, throwing away all these damn Christmas trees works the hell out of me. Oh wow, <laughs> well, bro! I feel you yeah, on that. a lot one. of work. Then we got we got what Dr. The King. the King's day what next week?
4: Looks like yes. on the twentieth, something like that. Let's see. that's his birthday, I think.
3: Well, that, on you on know what they be moving 20th. it, bro? That's what I always thought. It's, it's on the uh the fifteenth this year. It never stays the same. They are, now, I always thought that, it, but they say it's the third, the third Monday, so it's going to be on the fifteenth this year. Yeah, hmm. so that's, that's when it is the fifteenth.
4: I thought you know, his so. birthday was the fifteenth, and then the, they celebrate on the twentieth. But I might, you know, that's probably yeah, they, wrong. But
3: see, I, that's what I always thought. It was just as I get. I thought. But now it actually falls on the it falls on a, a Monday, fifteenth, which is on a Monday. Yep, Dr. King's Day. I'm looking at it because I was trying to see what day we was gonna be off. Right, day. I just looked at
4: the your calendar. You right about it? It does fall right there on the fifteenth. Yep.
3: So yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, because I did that one year. I'm like, wait a minute, man. Cause it was one year. We, it was like the twentieth. So I was looking for it to be on the twentieth again. Like, no, nah, man, we're gonna be on Monday. I'm like, damn, wait a minute. But and I was like, okay, shit. I, so they it but I heard it the other day they said every third Monday. So that's how I, was, I know now to keep up. Well, yeah,
4: you. this year it happened to fall the way it fell, which is perfect for him and his birthday because it's on the same day. It's a celebration and a holiday. Yeah, sometimes no, his birthday come first, then the holiday come afterwards. Yeah,
1: yep, so, so being exactly. so, this
4: is a leap year. The leap year made it line up right with the same okay. day.
3: Okay. So yeah, so you actually you actually have his birthday this year.
4: <laughs> yeah. 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 And somebody's yeah. going to miss a birthday this year cuz the 29th of February or yeah. Oh, it's going to it's not going to be there. <laughs> oh damn.
3: That's I think I it's always keeping.
4: 28 days and then there's 29. So maybe this oh, is yeah. the one year there is 29 days. Yeah. There is You're
3: 29 right. days. It, it's know. 29 days on here. Yeah. See, I rarely look at a damn calendar, but, yeah, you right. I do, when, too,
4: but uh, well, I always remember that leap year stuff.
3: I always stuck oh, with it.
4: Okay.
3: <laughs> damn. All right, let me get up out of here. I got to get up out of here, get my little black tail somewhere. The... All right, brother. Yeah, man, say, go, go ahead and get up on y'all. them blankets
4: real good, man. The rest, you know, Rest your body. Get up. i right, yeah,
3: right, be go up strong. for it, man. I'll be up for it, man. I still got to. Gotta catch the rest of this Tigers game before I go to bed. Day on now. It's coming oh, out of okay. halftime. So I guess to watch that and I'm gone. All right, brothers, we'll be back. I don't know exactly what day. Uh like I said, well, I gotta get this holiday out of holiday schedule out of the way. Uh, and then well next week I'll be good. because uh, I will say i come on Friday, but hell I gotta work. So uh, Saturday, make up for this damn holiday. <laughs> it was off New Year's. But anyway, so we'll get this mm-hmm. schedule going and have some days that we'll be on. Um, I know we we'll have some days with Justice. We'll be coming on. Then i probably throw in some days I come on and slide in by myself, you know, to keep keep y'all you know keep you informed on some stuff, you know, keep more content and conversation going. Instead of more than one day a week. But um, hope we can get that going, y'all. So we see y'all next time and we out of here. All right, peace, y'all. Have a wonderful night. Be safe. Stay warm. It is cold, y'all. It is cold out there. (laughs) All right, peace, fam. Peace. Peace.
1: Oh, I say it, I say it again.
0: You've been had. You've been took. You've been hoodwinked. Bamboozled. Let us stray. Run on muck. This is what he does.